what we've been doing, what we've been doing with us, we're not even an expiration oh, no. So like, focus. Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. I'm Derek. And I'm Dave. And here we are on some lovely sounding mics. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we sound better than we have in the past. We right. took our $0 budget uh-huh. and doubled it, and it's amazing. What you can do how with a double we, the budget. How did we do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we did. I don't, I don't know. Either. Especially during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, during a pandemic, we pulled it off. <laughs> That's yes. right. And this is a podcast from uh, talking about CCM music from 1985 to 1995, and we're just three fans of the music, and we've got a musician, we've got a DJ, we've got uh, myself, a fan, I guess, call it, and uh, just enjoy talking about great music from that era. And today we get to dive into our numbers 90 through 81 on our top 100 favorites list of of that era. Yeah. Of the era. Yeah. Do you want me to set the basic ground rules again? Yes, please. May or may not have been observed (laughs) by one or more of us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So basic ground rules here that these are the ones I set for myself. So... Your mileage may vary with the other two Ds here. So um, albums are in order of preference. So once we get to number one, Dave is saying that is his favorite of 85 to 95. That's Dan's favorite of 85 to 95. So we're doing these in order. So now, for myself, I included live albums. I think you guys did too. Yes. I included instrumental albums. You guys probably didn't have any of those, but I did. Here's one we didn't mention last time. Okay. We forgot to mention that we are, by all means, um, including various artists' albums. Yes, right. so true. So if you've got a various artist album that you love, it'll probably make your list. I did not include Christmas albums, personally. I think that pops up for you guys. It does it, for me. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I did not include albums that I have termed um, God-haunted or so-called secular artists that wrote quasi-spiritual lyrics. Um, thinking you too, Mr. Mister, King's X, Vigilantes of Love, Bruce Coburn, Bob Dylan, The Call, those types of artists. Um, love one or more of those artists, um, but I didn't include them in my list. Did you guys? I didn't. No. Okay. No. Okay. So we stuck to pretty much things we could more or less walk into our local Christian bookstore and find on the shelves. Right. When there was such a thing as as a Christian bookstore. (laughs) Right. So they're not anymore. They have gone the way of strip malls and landlines. And then um, I also limited myself to more, uh, to no more than two uh, albums per artist. Although, breaking news. Breaking news? Did you add one? I may have broken that rule in an upcoming episode. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You guys are a bad influence. On yeah, that that's what I was going to say. Because we in uh, a vacuum, I yes. made this list. And I was yes. steadfast, yes. man. Yes. And then after the last recording debacle, I'm like, oh well. We pressured you a into third it. Third one, I by this artist, I could put on there. So yeah, yeah. that's a teaser for an upcoming uh, episode. Not this episode, but maybe one upcoming. Okay. Nice. So that's our ground rules. Yes. There they are. Yeah. So like we said, I only have like seven White Heart albums on right. this list for me. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. I think I, I think I limited to try to limit it to three. I may have slipped in a fourth <gasps> somewhere. I tried three as well. Because okay. I made the list and I'm looking at like my honorable mentions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way that can't be on the list. Yeah. Because right? yeah. I'm such a huge, huge fan of that album. Forget Derek's rules. I'm going to add that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. We're like, 
I just can't, couldn't go by by that one. Exactly. But, yeah. It's like the rules of broadcasting. You learn them, and then you learn how to bend them and break them. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, yeah, so we're going to do 90 through 81. We had a previous podcast where we did our honorable mentions, and we did our uh, 100 to 91. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting a little closer. Um, and so we're doing basically the 80s here, right? Uh, yeah, 90 through 90 81. Through 81. Uh-huh. Right. So, and as we get closer, number one, these are albums that, we're very much getting closer to the ones where we're like, oh boy, Desert Island Discs. Uh, yeah. If I had to be on a Desert Island with 10 CCM Discs, it would be these. Right. So we're getting edging closer to that list right there. Yep. As the yep. numbers get smaller, the hits get bigger. The hits get bigger. <laughs> in a <Yes>. world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and um, we've had some comments about, oh, hey, thanks for bringing some of these up because they'd forgotten about maybe some of these obscure albums yeah. or more obscure to them. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about right. that we're bringing, bringing back some albums that people hadn't thought about for a while, and that's kind of fun. One comment that I did here was on the Honorable Mentions uh, podcast. A friend of mine mentioned, how have I gotten to this point in 2021 and never heard Dogs of Peace? Oh, right. I think uh, you right. brought yeah. up. Yeah, Dan did. And so he was just absolutely blown away by how good Dogs of Peace was. Yeah. So, you know, the whole landscape of CCM is littered with kind of these little hidden gems that we hope to kind of unearth as we go through these lists. Mm-hmm. Right. So, True. True. But hope we unearth that stuff for you guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, how we? who wants to start here? You, well, you want went first to last time. Yeah, okay. sure. Chill. All right. So, uh, my 80s here are mostly from the... 80s. Oh, I learned. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I, did he later, plan that? Do you think I, he, I did like, not. Absolutely, I think he planned, planned it. it. No, I did not oh, plan it. Are you sure? Enough, but okay. I, I looked at him and went, what the? Yep. Um, uh, let's see. There, there, and there's one thing missing in this group of 10 albums that stood out to me, and I will tell you at the end what that is. Okay. But there's one thing that I'm like, whoa, it's not in these 10 at all. Okay. That's missing. The spaghetti You'll never guitar. guess what it is. So do we have the spaghetti? Con- the spaghetti guitar. Spaghetti guitar <laughs> from Charlie Peacock. <laughs> so do we? Ha- do David and I have to, in our minds, kind of be thinking, okay, what's missing? What is he not? Maybe you might. You actually okay. might pick up on it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. All right. So number ninety for me. Coming in at number nine. Now we're gonna, coming in our list here. Steve Taylor. I predict nineteen ninety. Came Which, in for me from, at ninety from, yes, from ninety <laughs> from nineteen eighty seven. Yes. So, and I think you guys had had that earlier. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mentioned that before. I think it was on your list, Dave. Uh, you know, Nathan East, Gary Lunn, Ashley Cleveland, Dave Perkins, great musicians. Steve Taylor, so creative. Uh, standouts for me. I, I blew up the clinic real good. What is a measure of your success? Since I give up hope, I feel a lot better. <laughs> Jim Morrison's Graves, Bengali, a principled man. Yeah. Good, just lots of good stuff on that one. Did we play anything? I was thinking about this the other day. Did we play anything off this album on Z91 when we had the station? I think we did What is a Measure of Your Success. Which is a cool sounding song. Mm-hmm, it's it a is. good kind of curveball. Uh, that would sound good on a CHR yeah, and I think, right. station. I want to say the ones that, like I, we didn't do anything like blew up the clinic real good. Sure. Or, um, I can see that. I can't remember. We might have done a principal man as well. Okay. I think. All right. But yeah. Yeah, I could definitely hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little more a little more mainstream ish sure, right. for him. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Great choice. Yeah. Dave. All right. Dave. Number ninety for me, the debut album for Audio Adrenaline, nineteen ninety two. Um, I tended to be a fan of them, a little bit more of a fan later. Yeah, but this is definitely on my list because it's a it's a great debut by those guys. Um, my God, that's a real rocker. Uh, that's a fun one. One step hyper is good. What you need, uh, just a, a solid 
uh, sounding debut from these guys. I mean, you heard it, you're like, oh, these guys are a little bit different. You know? Yeah. And they kind of grew into their sound, as everybody did. Um, you know, Mark, I can't remember Mark's last name right now off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, yeah. you could tell listening to this first album, his voice sounded younger and, mm. and wasn't quite what it would become. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Audio Adrenaline's Audio Adrenaline debut album. And am I remembering right? Audio Adrenaline came out. Well, they may have been most of their career on Forefront. Was that the label they were on? Yep. And Forefront mm-hmm. just always had that really eclectic uh, lineup of artists because they had DC Talk eventually ended up on Forefront, and that was the biggie. Yep. Audio Adrenaline was there, and then you went all the way to something like Iona, which is kind of Celtic rock. Yeah, so right. you never kind of knew what you were going to get from Forefront. So yep. when Audio Adrenaline came out, one thing you knew was it's not going to be like everything else. Yes. So and it definitely wasn't. Right. All right. So number 90 for me is from 1989, and that is Margaret Becker's Immigrant's Daughter. Yep. So for the first seven songs of when I went back and listened to this as I prepared my comments for this uh, podcast, this album easily goes toe-to-toe with Simple House for the first seven songs. Okay. Um, it's just that... After the song Honesty, which is, again, the seventh song, to my ears, it falls off badly. Solomon's Shoes, Laugh a Little, and People Get Ready, I think, are the Mm -hmm. last three songs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's those last three songs that causes, in my opinion, because these are my favorites, yeah. So that's what drops it down lower. but for those first seven songs, however, those are all corkers. Those are great songs. So um, I Commit might be my favorite Margaret Becker song. And huh. I love Vince Ebo's background vocals. I just smile every time I hear Vince. And and I just I love I Commit. So that's a it's, that song still sounds. If I had a CHR station for cla- that one would be yes. boom slam heavy rotation right, right. there. So, so many. Yeah. Yeah. So ninety for me, nineteen eighty nine's immigrant's daughter. And it's interesting because we're gonna we're gonna talk about these albums over and over again. Oh yeah, because <laughs> right. that's way up there on my list. Yeah. That goes yeah. mine goes up a little higher okay. even different yep. years. Same but here. yeah, I uh, love that. Um, big fan. So number eighty nine, eighty nine, eighty nine. <laughs> Greg X Vols, the river is rising. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that one from nineteen eighty six. Eight of his top ten songs on Spotify are from this album. Really, and yeah. then I guess I, I bet I can guess the other two. Oh, um, I don't know. I'll Dream on, I bet is one. His cover of Dream on might be has got to be on there. I haven't yeah. heard that actually. Yeah, yeah, it's good he, actually. It good? It's okay. really pretty That's good. On, uh, I like it a lot. Is that on from No uh, No Room in the Middle? Or oh, we need look. jazz flute. Well, Dan, Dan endeavors <laughs> right to, back to jazz flute. <laughs> Dan endeavors to find that. Um, I would ask that question. Yes. So. Well, so it's got, and then uh, on this album is, well, some of the standouts, I guess we do that. Um, oh, boy. Let me get back to it here. Living um, on a bell. Or living for the bell. Living for the bell. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Oh, yes, love. yes. Living for the bell. Yes. Yeah. Love that, too. Living for the bell. Barrier, All I Can Do, River is Rising, oh, Hold On to the Fire, Joyous Grave, Still Waters. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like Still Waters. Waters. Good one. Uh, break Out of the Trance. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Living for the Bell. But Jimmy Lee Slos on bass. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that till recently. John Lowry, of course, on Joyous Grave. Mm-hmm. Phil Craigie, Mark yeah, Phil. Farner, Matthew Ward, citing on Hold On to the Fire. I mean, yeah. there's some big names on his. Yeah, and produced by Jonathan David Brown, who uh, produced all be. the earlier yep. Petra albums. Yep. Yeah, so, he did. Yeah, so 
Yeah, that boy, that's a good choice, Dan. That's a yeah. great Excellent. solo 89. debut from him. Yep. 89. 89. All right. 89 for me oh. is going to be from 1986. Okay. And that is Morgan Cryer's Fuel on the Fire. Okay. Um, I, this is probably my favorite Morgan Cryer album. I will say that because I really didn't, I kind of, he kind of fell off for me. Yeah. After a while, I didn't get back into his music, but uh, I certainly love this. It was a lot of fun. Um, I kind of became a fan after I saw him for Petra. Yes. At the same concert I, yes. Derek was, I was at. at the, yes. Beat mm-hmm. the system tour. And that, am I right, that Doug Pennick was playing bass from King's X? Was Ty, Ty Tabor Ty playing Tabor, guitar? Ty Tabor, yep. Okay. Playing so guitar. Ty, yep, exactly. Ty and Doug from King's X were there. So this was Morgan's second album. Uh, definitely had more of a rock feel. Starts out with Pray in the USA, you know, the, with the, the 80s chants. And the Ty Tabor guitar solo That's on it. That's right. Yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, in fact, the, the composers on this album are Ty Tabor, mm-hmm. Doug Pinnock, mm-hmm. and John Schreiner all oh, took really? part in this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other standouts, I'm Not Alone, Under the Rug, those are uh, that along with Pray in the USA, big rockers. Uh, Underneath Your Feet is a kind of a mid-tempo fun song. Um, I love the line, sometimes I have to remind myself that you're the owner of it all. That's something I think that we all go through. We mm-hmm. forget, you know, like God's in charge of everything. Uh, just a, just kind of a fun CCM rock album with a lot of catchy tunes, yep. you know. Uh, it's not brain surgery, yep. but uh, it's yep. a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, and I think, so this is what's going to happen occasionally with the three of us is somebody's going to bring up an album like this Morgan Cryer album, and you go, oh, man, yeah, I forgot that one. Yeah. I just just completely and so this is the, this is a case for me i just completely forgot about that album oh, i never i i just and i don't know why it's it's a great album yes yeah, it is and didn't he kind of go very ac yes. after this album Ex- yeah. right uh, okay he made a big turn yeah from rock. what's in kind right. of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so mm-hmm. he ventured more into adult contemporary and at that point it yeah wasn't quite the same he got me. a lot more radio play that way yeah i'm sure he did oh yeah yeah so before you go on to your thing, we got our crack research team has just checked on the Greg X Volts oh, that you were you, asking about. Thank you, Greg research team. Appreciate it. Yes, so right uh, on. they brought in, yeah, they said Dream On. That yes. was number three, mm-hmm. and it's from Come Out Fighting. Come Out Fighting. Yep. And then I Come Out Fighting was number eight. Okay. okay. On the t- on the Spotify. So by the way, crack research team, your check for zero dollars is in the mail. <laughs> we and we will double it. Yeah, we'll double it. <laughs> yeah, because we're in a doubling sort of mood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, number eighty nine for me. Going back to 1993, and it is the self-titled album from Bob Carlyle. Nice. So this yeah, has got one. a who's who of session greats with Bob on this album. Chris McHugh, Kenny Aronoff, who was the original drummer in John Cougar's band. Really? Um, he plays the big drum fill on um, Jack and Diane. Okay. Which, oh, wow. So it's got all those electronic drums until the big drum fill. Right. Uh-huh. And then go back to the electronic drums, kind of like Phil Collins on In the yeah. Air Tonight. But so Kenny Aronoff's on this album, Jackie Street, Jimmy Slose, Dan Huff, Jerry McPherson, Mark Douthat, Phil Madeira, and backing vocals from Chris Rodriguez, Kim Fleming, Lisa Bevel, Vicki Hampton, and Judson Spence. Now there's a name. There's a homework for people. If you can get a copy of the only self-titled solo album from Judson Spence. That's a good one. So it's not a CCM album, um, but it's so if you are at a Goodwill or a UCD place and you see Judson Spence, pick it up because it's very good. So mm-hmm. now I always wanted to get um, 
a group of people that had only I've, we've talked about this before that had only heard Butterfly Kisses right. and say, okay, I'm going to play you another Bob Carlisle song. Oh, it's very yeah. nice. And then <laughs> yeah. cue up something like Mind, Body, Heart, and Soul, Getting Stronger, yes. or something like that, and play yeah. that for them. Um, yeah. It's hard to believe it's even the same guy. Right. It is. So, right. Anyway. So good. Yeah. He's on my list later. Okay. As well. He comes in at number 89 for me. Nice. All right. Uh, all right, number 88. 88. Moving on to 88. Uh, Kenny Marks shows of mine. So yeah. Make It Right from 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Brig on there, Phil Nash, uh, Madeira, Douthit, McPherson. The standouts for me are Holy Eyes, Never Been a Stranger, I Do It All Over Again, and All the Heart Tuggers. Oh, yes. Say a Prayer for Me Tonight. The Party's Over. Promise Me. White Dress. Mm-hmm. That one's hard to play over and over. He, w- <laughs> he was the king of the heart tuggers. Wasn't yeah, he? Was. yeah, he really was. So it is. It's hard to listen to because I'm like, I don't want to cry again. It's kind of <laughs> like watching. Uh, what's the name of that show? Um, oh shoot, I forgot the name of the show. Like watching anyway, every commercial. The new ABC. The, the new NBC show. Oh, uh, this the, is us. Yeah, this is us. Yeah. It's like. After a while, I was like, you know what, Jane? I can't watch this with you anymore because right. I just cry all the time. <laughs> like, I want to cry again. <laughs> Who needs that after 2020? I'm so sensitive. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Kenny Marks, he makes it in there at number 88 for me. Just good, solid album. Yeah, it's good. It's and he had a uh, follow-up to The Party's Over mm-hmm. on the next album, right? It was like, uh, yep. here's what they're doing now. Yep. Or, yeah, I right. can't remember the It's almost song. like he continued the story a right. couple It's a couple smart albums. move. That's, yeah. a, that's a good, yeah. good songwriting move. Yeah. All right, number 88 for me is the debut album from Third Day. Now, I have some conflicting information about this. Wait a minute. Oh. Let's hear it. There's there's controversy. I saw it came out in 95 in some places and then came out in 96 in other places. Okay, Mm. we need to consult So I went with 95. Okay. I don't want to be out of bounds. No, that's we. Hey, crack research team, <laughs> could you check that on Discogs? <laughs> okay. All right, they're getting on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about the album cover. You, go ahead. Just, it's a, it's like an old bus. Yeah. It's, it's like the an old school bus that is obviously used as a touring bus because it says Third Day on the top, oh. and the bus has got all different colors. Oh, Kind of like a rustic Partridge Family bus. Nice. So we got a Partridge Family vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, a little here. bit. Now, di- okay. Crack. Crack research team, what do you got? Okay. Uh, they, they handed me this slip of paper. It says it was actually released in June of 1996. Really? Yes. Oh. Yep. So you were out of bounds. I'm out of bounds. You That's must right. stop talking immediately. No. Uh, <laughs> Just- yeah. Yep. Yep. 15 yards. Right. Loss yep. of down. No, go ahead. All right. Please do. Uh, great debut album. Uh, there again with Max voice. It was a little bit younger. It wasn't quite what it would become, but it's still it was different when you heard him come in with singing like this. A consuming fire, you know, <laughs> yes. with the vibrato. Just uh, yeah, just a straightforward rock album. Uh, the lyrics, the lyrics are great. The music just kind of like you know with Max voice. They would later become what they became, and they worked into it, but. Um, just a great debut. Consuming Fire is the big one off of here. Um, big hits. It starts with a countdown. One, two, three, four. Just yes. a very odd count. Just yeah. a very odd beginning. That's a very good. That's right. That was very good. job. One, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah, just like that's, that. Oh, that's uh, definitely. I'm, I'm keeping that. Royalties, man. Yeah. But any album that starts with a screeching guitar uh, yeah. on the song Nothing at All, which is basically James about James 3, is uh, just a great way to start the album. Nice. And uh, some interesting players on this album, including one Rich Mullins, who plays the dulcimer. That's right. On the wow. third day debut album. That's right. 
So third day, number 88. Yeah. Oh, slightly I'm out of bounds. Still, slightly out of bounds. I'm still but going six with 1995. Right. <laughs> did, am I remembering right that uh, – uh, did you guys see Michael W. Smith on the I'll Lead You Home tour? I did no, not. did not. Okay. I was thinking third day was one of the act, opening acts there, but I could be very wrong. Okay. So I saw that tour out at the now defunct Kansas Coliseum. Right. But I think that was one of the opening acts, but I could be wrong. So we will not put our crack research team on that. That would have been a great show. Yeah, great bill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, okay. So number 88 is not out of bounds. Uh, for me, uh, going back to <laughs> Good job, Derek. 95, I f- I'm a rule follower, <laughs> going to 95, and it is my first Various Artists album Ooh. on this list. Okay. Right. So, And it is the uh, Various Artists album, My Utmost for His Highest. Nice. So um, I'll just say up front, I have no idea how these songs relate back to Oswald Chambers and My Utmost for His Highest. And I didn't endeavor to do any research about how it did. I own the CD. I probably could have looked in it. I just didn't. Maybe I'll put our crack research team on it next time. So, <laughs> but I just like the songs uh, on here. Really good contributions from, especially from for him. Um, that song that they do on here, uh, "You Are Holy," mm, a very yeah. nice song. It is um, definitely an AC straight down the middle. AC would be a, a great one for that. Gary Chapman's version of Man After Your Own Heart is wonderful. Um, Brian Duncan's A Heart Like Mine, oh, so good. That's one of Brian's better songs. Hmm. And um, Lee Sklar plays bass on this, most of it. Uh, Phil Collins' bass player, formerly James Taylor's bass player, he plays bass on most of the songs on here. So um, really nice moments if you're into bass playing from Lee Sklar. Is that the guy with the big beard? It is. Yes. Yep, that's him. So that's my number 95 from 1995, number 88 for me, my utmost for his highest. Nice. Good choice. All right, 87. Uh, I'm going to Kim Boyce time it again. This is your second Kim Boyce album. Yep, yep. So I got a couple down here. Um, Players are Jimmy Lee, George Caccini. George Cochini, yep. Uh-huh. Pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Chris Rodriguez, James Hollihan's on there. Tankersley produced it, and he wrote a lot of the music. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tankersley. And the standouts are I Just Want to Celebrate, her big one. Yes. He's yep. on there. Save Me with Jimmy Lee. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you Can Be Mine and Loving You. So not don't not necessarily a fan of the whole album, but enough of the album and some good music on there that I'm like, yeah, I can put it in 87. I just want to celebrate. still kind of holds up. Yeah, it yeah. does. I think. I they mean, it's got that job. keyboard bass that kind of dates it a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I'll put that on for my um, for my fourth daughter who's a dancer, and boy, she's just bopping when that yeah. thing comes on. So she, <laughs> yep. that's kind of my gauge. If she's bopping, it's, nice. it's pretty good. So, um, And that was a... That was a good cover. That was I remember yes. hearing that on our station yep. and thinking it sounded great. Yes, yeah, it did. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, fit in really well. I kind of like the cover on this album too. It's it's the artist, but they yep. did a little bit of a throwback. She's in a convertible. Yep. And yeah, it's a nice nice cover. They tried something different. Yep. So that's good. Nice. All right, eighty seven for me. Um, I'll point out real quick that this is probably the most diverse ten of my list. 
between 90 to 81. I'm I'm all over the place here. I think I am too. So, yeah. So, here as, we go. As we get closer to the top, they start sounding more like. Yeah, it's very homogenous at the but top there. This is a very 80s album. It is from 1985. Farrell and Farrell's Jump to Conclusions. Nice. 80s in full effect, <laughs> um, sure. which I love. They yep. got the electronic drums, the synthesizers, the driving bass lines. Um, they appear for the first time on this album as a five-piece band rather oh. than just a, du- a, a duet. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, they offer uh, all sorts of groundbreaking work with the synthesizers and electronics, mm-hmm. uh, which sounded at the time very high-tech. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. hip. Yeah. But uh, highlights, of course, People in the Box, huge radio hit for them. Yes. People in the Box. Box. Yes. yes. Uh, American With their Man computer is. Brains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Computer, computer brains. brains. <laughs> There's the Easter egg you all were waiting for. Right. Uh, American Man is a is a good song that'll make you you know uh, very patriotic. Heart in the right place. Other standouts. I belong to him. Uh, it's a beautiful ballad right there that I, that um, um, that Jane sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interesting note here: Dana Key plays guitar on this album. Oh, okay. And oh. Eddie Garmel plays keys in the synthesizers. Oh, huh. interesting. So I have a okay. Garmel Key '80s effect, which they were. They sound a lot like this at this time as well. Right. With their albums. So birds of a feather. There you hmm. go. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. Farrell and Farrell jump to conclusions. Where does that fall uh, in relation to uh, Manifesto? Is that after Manifesto? I think Do so. Do you remember? I think. Is it Manifesto 84, 83, something like that? Yeah. Kind of something. Okay. Yep. That's the one I was kind of from. I had a cassette of Manifesto, and I never had this. Although I did like People in the Box at the yeah, time. So, right. yeah. Okay. All right. So, my 87, number 87, 87. is uh, from 1993, and it is Michael English's second album, Hope. Okay. Now, that first album, that self titled Michael English album, was massive so mm-hmm. huge i i distinctly remember hearing for the first time on z91 solid as the rock oh so good that song Fantastic. sounded incredible yes. on our yes. station and it was going to be Im- pretty much impossible for michael english to follow up that big of a debut i mean in addition to that song which fit great on chr radio you had in christ alone you had Mary, did you know? Right. So those are the two biggies that showed up as as the other hits. So he was going to have pretty much an impossible task following up that first album. Yep. Um, but this album is really good. And in some ways, I like it a little better than the first album. Um, all of the A-list Nashville CCM folks show up. I won't even list them. I mean, we've already mentioned them ad nauseum. They're all on here. Yes. Um, so... And there's a couple of real one that I will mention. There's a couple of really good Dan Huff moments on here. Um, his solo on "Holding Out Hope to You" is kind of that soaring Dan Huff thing that he always did with Michael W. Well, here he does it with Michael English, and so it's on. It's on that, and just some beautiful kind of subtle rhythm guitar stuff that he does on "There's Not a Crown Without a Cross," uh, the last song on the album. Um, funny. Uh, funny tidbit, um, the song Love Moves in Mysterious Ways, I sang that in a friend's wedding, and boy, hitting those high notes like Michael English is not easy, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not for the faint of heart. Um, and then the song Always For You is an obvious homage to Sting, but somehow that song works really well, hmm. and he pulls it off 
beautifully. So um, the song I guess I'd have people go back and listen to is Always For You, and hearing Michael English in sting mode is so odd, and yet it's so oddly right. It works. Interesting. So, yeah, huh. so that's the wow. interesting I thing. I hear that. Yeah, Always For You, very clearly trying to do sting, but crazy enough, it works. So that's my number 87, 1993 Hope by Michael English. Nice. Right. Like it. All right. Number 86. 86. Moving up. Uh, Whiteheart. My first Whiteheart shows up. Hotline. Hot from oh, 1985. Yes. Uh, now, nostalgia-wise, this would be way up higher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it was running if nostalgia. just purely nostalgia. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we would all agree on that. Yeah. It's just amazing. When I first heard this, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> right. right in my wheelhouse. So, yeah. Should we see all the names again? Dan Huff, Gordon Kennedy, you know, Smiley, yep. Gershmel, uh, David Huff, yep, David, Gary Lund, uh, Scott yep. Douglas, on vocals, and I mean, you name it, all sorts of great artists on here. Um, but of course, the standouts are Hotline, you know, right off the bat. When I first heard that one, I was like, wow, right, again, right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Gotta be a believer, fun, uh, you know, turn, then you go turn the page, you know, way, way. AC ballad. Right. Um, so many on here that I just love. Keep fighting the fight. Heroes. That, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, that was very, a great in concert song. Yeah. yeah. And very, I guess, homage to kind of jukebox hero ish. Kind of. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can you know, see that. But they did kind of their own version of Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah. So, so many great ones on here. So, 86. If, if, um, if someone was putting together a, um, Wow, youth group years, middle 80s, boy, two or yeah, three songs yes. at least from this album would for be on sure. that. Yep. Absolutely. So so does that show up on any of you guys' list later? It does. Okay. It does not. No. It does not. Okay. No. Gotcha. No. All right. We're at number 86. Is that right? Yep. Number 86. Good choice, Dan, by the yeah. way. The hotline's fantastic. Fun. All right. Brian Duckin shows up for me here uh, oh. from 1992, his Mercy album. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, going back through the and write, jot down notes for this list, I, I would listen to a little bit of each album. And, uh, boy, I got to this one. I, for some reason, forgot how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you've got the great vocals by Brian. You've got his element of fun. You've got thought-provoking lyrics all mixed in together, produced by Dan Pazuma. Dan Postuma. Postuma. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite composers and arrangers, Michael Mardian, sure. is on this album yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so listening back, um, I texted my wife, Susan. I said, I forgot how good Love Takes Time is. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yes, so good. Such a great, such huge Lyrics radio hit. Great. Yes. Yeah. And that chorus is huge. Yes. Did you hear John Elefante's background vocal in there? No. I think it's I think it's Elefante. Is he on that? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Crack research team. Did you <laughs> check that out? Did you check that? Okay. <laughs> I do know that uh, the bass on that song was played by Neil Stupenhouse. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So I okay. That's because they, you know have that breakdown kind yep. of in the middle where you just hear the bass and the drums. That's right. Yes. And it's so well done. And so you're going, okay, who's this? Got to yeah, figure that out. That's okay. exactly what I did. Nope. Well, no, I didn't look it up. I called the Crack's research oh, team. Oh, of course, yeah. And Boy, so they, they looked it up. They're earning their zero dollars <laughs> this time are. around. Uh, let's see. Other standouts, step by step. I uh, love that song. Oh, the lyric, one step closer to the man I want to be. Love that. Uh, you don't leave me lonely. Oh, I love the falsetto that he does on Faithful to You. I mean, yep. he just gets way up there yep. in the rafters. Yep. 
So mercy, Brian Duncan. That that opening lyric to "You Don't Leave Me Lonely." I know you had to leave us for heaven. It's all right. Oh, yes. it just gets me it immediately. Get right. So yeah. What do we got there, Crack Research Team? Are we on it? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Are they gonna hand you a piece? We're of gonna paper? have to fire him. We're not real sure. Really? Okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. Okay. He's not well, sure yet. You've been no. sacked, Crack Research Team. <laughs> we'll, we'll show them mercy. We'll, oh, oh, I see what you did there. Nice. Okay. So I will move on to my 86, and if the crack research team can redeem themselves, we'll get something. Okay. Um, so going back to what Dave said about this being kind of the most all over the place, here we go. For me, number 86 for me is from 1986. All right. And it is uh, Scandal On by Michael Card. Now, oh. I love a good shreddy Dan Huff, Phil Keggy guitar solo or Tommy Sims bass groove as much as Dan and Dave. But I'm also kind of um, more inclined, especially at this point, to enjoy a really good singer-songwriter classic CCM album with kind of thoughtful, uh, reflective sort of lyrics. Um, And so this one really gets it for me. Um, I had this one on cassette back in the day. No idea where it went. Um, It just, you know, where do all the cassettes go? (laughs) It probably went with... Oh, yeah. It probably went with the guy who came and visited my my CD collection. Yeah, Ima. Ima? Ima, Ima, yeah. I'm going to take these from you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, never going to see him again. Yeah, I'm never going to see him again. Never going to listen again. So so he's enjoying Scandal On by Michael Card. Um, So it's not surprising given, you know, that I love kind of the singer-songwriter thing that... Michael Card would show up on my list. Um, the Nazarene is a great song that kind of has it's it's the slower of the songs um, that where Michael kind of slows it down and kind of sounds like Dan Fogelberg. Um, love that because I'm a lo- I love Dan Fogelberg. Um, the lyrics to the title track, which is the first song on the album, Scandal On, I think are more relevant today than they were in '86. So if you'll indulge me, I've got them. I actually wrote them down. So. Um, Verse 1, the seers and the prophets had foretold it long ago that the long-awaited one would make men stumble, but they were looking for a king to conquer and to kill. Who'd have ever thought he'd be so weak and humble? So that's first first Mm -hmm. line. Verse 2, along the path of life there lies a stubborn scandal on, and all who come this way must be offended. To some he is a barrier, to others he's the way, for all should know the scandal of believing. And then the third... And this really gets to today. It seems today the scandal on offends no one at all. The image we present can be stepped over, which is a great line. Um, could it be that we are like the others long ago? Will we ever learn that all who come must stumble? Wow. So that's just the kind of I, – I am I am always a songwriter guy, and so anything like that just really catches me. So – and Scandalon is just full of that stuff. All Michael Card albums are, obviously. Yeah. But Scandalon is really strong. So that's my number 86 from 1986, Michael Card's Scandalon. Nice. And a play on Babylon, right? Is what I'm guessing. Um, Scandalon. Am I right? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I just think he's going for the scandal that Christ caused to those who didn't have ears to hear and eyes to see. Okay. So that, I, that's a good question. Crack research team. Right. Right. They, yeah. have their, they have their hands full. That tonight. would be a tough one. Yeah. That is yeah. tough. What was Michael Card thinking? No, I've, got, I've, I've got a friend that knows Michael Card, so maybe we'll ask. Oh, him. there we yeah. go. There we go. And I just to follow up on that story too, when the when Ima came over and asked me about my CDs, sure, he said, 
do you know anybody who has a cassette of Michael Carr's scandal on? And I did say your name. So oh, I apologize okay. that he okay. did visit well, you later, probably. Thank you. And, I yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, That's he right. <laughs> decided to say Just to clear himself. that up. Okay. Okay. And the Cracker Research team looked up Brian Duncan's CD, yes. Mercy, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Elefante's not listed as a okay. backing vocalist, but right. David Pack is. Oh. I wonder if it's Pack. Okay. Could oh. be. Uh, he might sound a little bit like him. All right. I don't know. There you go. Gladly so. stand corrected on that. And, Way to go, research team. Way to go. You know, the Crack Research team. Heavily uses the internet, which is always true. Yes, so much. <laughs> Especially like with third day uh, release dates. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. Okay, so I was out of bounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, okay, uh, we're on 85. Matthew Ward, Fortress. Nice. Nine, yes. 1990. Huge fan of Matthew Ward's vocals. I mean, amazing uh, vocals. Yeah. We got... Brian and Bob and Matthew. I mean, if they were on The Voice today, they'd all be turning their chairs around, I would think, for this guy. Um, Players, uh, not a lot of names I recognize, so it was great to see some new players and uh, names I hadn't recognized. Sounds great, though. Mm -hmm. They got an interesting instrumental on his album, Psalm 33.3. That's right. Um, And Matthew Ward doesn't play an instrument, does he? I'm not really known for playing an instrument. So it's interesting. He has an instrumental on... His album on his to me, album. yeah. You know, I can see that obviously of uh, uh, Phil Kagi or sure. other people who have instrumentals, but he's not really a band. So right. anyway, I, thought, huh. I just thought that was very interesting. Um, sing to him a new song, play skillfully, and shout for joy. It's from uh, Matt, Psalm thirty-three-three. Uh, standouts on there: you, indecision, love, indecision. Since I found you, um, he does heartfelt ballads really well. Boy, does he! I mean, yeah. Faithful and true is great. My favorite, the warrior. Uh, Roy, yeah. you're on here. And, of course, Fortress. The uh, soaring, Luther, just yeah. rocking. Yep. Uh, a, a take on the Mighty Fortress hymn. Yep. yep. And kind of a, this rock opera take almost on it. So great. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah, it is. All right, 85 for me. Uh, going to go rock here. I'm going to talk about one Dan's already counted down, I believe, in the oh. last episode. That's uh, Bride Snakes in the Playground. From 1992, uh, one of the great CCM rock albums you'll ever hear. Their fifth album, um, they won a Dove Award for Hard Music Recorded Song of the Year for Rattlesnake. Did it really? It, yeah. That won a Dove. And okay. they won another Dove the next year for Psycho- Psychedelic Super Jesus. So they wow. won two Doves for this album. They're probably going to totally see one. that. They're yeah. going to probably be up for one this year if it's, you know. I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> if you can be up two sec- consecutive years for the same album, why not just keep going? Because well, it's 2021. Oh, that's right. I'm true. sorry. <laughs> Do we even have the dubs anymore? What are the yeah? yeah what, what are the dubs? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, of course, Dale Thomas's vocals awesome. Uh, he sounds great uh, on the rockers and also on the power ballad. I miss the rain, which of course you could have heard back in the day on Z91. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guest appearances: Rick Elias, Rick Florian from Whiteheart, Peter Furler, and John James from Newsboys all show up on this album. So, oh, yeah. yep. fun album if you haven't heard. If you want yep. to play the air guitar for a little while, listen to it. Snakes in the playground. Yep, yep. so good. Okay, number 85 uh, for me is from 1993, and it's my second Various Artists album on this list. So okay. I think this might be my last. No, I've got some others that are higher up. So this is the second one, um, and that is the collection known as Our Family. Do you guys remember okay. this, yep. Song, yep. this album? The okay. Hours. Yes, so many good moments. Uh, our Christmas and our hymns kind of get 
a lot of the love from that hour. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I, I everything from Apple. Yes. You know, word had hour. Yes. Fill right. in the blank. Our family, our Christmas, our hymns. Yeah. So um, this is our, our stub family. Toe. <laughs> yes. Yes, our <laughs> stub toe. Um, but there's um, so many good moments in here. Close to the beginning of the CD. Whoever thought of putting Sandy Patty and B.B. Winans together, That I hope that guy got a raise. Yes. It is so good. Yes. They sound wow. so You've good You've mentioned that before one other time, and I listened to that because I hadn't listened to that uh so, uh, never re- actually never listened to it, I don't yeah. think. He Remember. watches over you. Yeah, and then and listen, I was like, wow, you were right. I know. <laughs> it's so good. That's that I was amazed. That was kind of an untapped thing that I think Sandy could have really done more of. Now she did Larnell, of course, and that's right. that's like two very, yeah. very similar voices. Yeah. And that yeah. just makes sense. Or or Sandy Patty and a Steve Green. Yeah. That mm-hmm. just kind of makes sense. Right. But somebody that's totally different from her. Like a BB, like a John Alafonte, even like an Amy Grant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when they did something on our, uh, the our Christmas album, that's something she should have mined a little more. Um, yep. doing duets with people that aren't Larnell, aren't Steve Green, aren't like her. So right. I, that's something she should have pursued a little more. Um, she so, still can. She still can. Yes, that's true. So boy, but here with BB Winans, great idea. It's really good. There's a really nice uh, version of Phil Kagi doing the Elton and Bernie song, The Greatest Discovery. Um, the song Promise You Anything is by Bruce Carroll. It's such a great song um, for any parent who's had fussy babies. Now, my wife and I have had seven kids, um, and each kid was progressively worse sleeper than the previous one. Oh. So by the time we got to number that seven. That sounds fun. Yeah. By the time we got to number seven, it was just. Yikes. It was, it was game on. Right. So um, the first line of Bruce Carroll's song, if you'll just go to sleep, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll keep my sanity another day or two. Yeah. So nice. that's, that's, that's the that's opening We've all been song. there. Yep. Um, Lee Scalar's bass uh, on In the Arms of God by Cindy Morgan is beautiful. It's like keyboards, Cindy's voice, and Lee Scalar. So if you're oh. a fan of Lee's bass playing really exposed and beautiful on that song but my favorite song on this album is susan ashton's innocent eyes so good it's a co-write with wayne kirkpatrick and i can't remember who he, i think it's david martin that he wrote it with but it's a wayne kirkpatrick produced co-write that song belongs on any susan ashton greatest hits disc it is that good mm. it's okay. so good so innocent eyes and i think jimmy lee plays Bass on that, I'm pretty sure he does. So I'm trying to remember. I have the CD. I think he does. So anyway, Susan Ashton's Innocent Eyes. Wow. Why, why they wow. no put that on her greatest hits albums, I have no idea. Wow. Some homework right there. There it is. Yep. So that's my number 85. Nice. Okay, so going into number 84. Getting closer. Uh, liaison... For me, shows up the first time. Liaison, great group. I love these guys. Hard hitter, mm. very oh, rocking. Yeah. Nineteen ninety two, yep. um, and it's got well, the Melby brothers are on there. Uh, we've got Oz Fox does something on there. A uh, couple of the names that I wasn't again real familiar with, um, but just sounds amazing. Mm. Some a great. Yeah. Uh, hard rock album, hard hitter comes right out of the right out of the gate with an attitude, up at night. Uh, who can heal the pain? That's a slower one for them. It got the ready airplay mm-hmm. for them. Um, Violet burning, 
as far as East is from the West, another radio playable one. And then My God is a Rock, which I love, and a great theme through the whole album. So, yeah, love Liaison Guys. That's a really great sounding album even today, yeah. don't yeah. you think? Yes. Oh, yeah. That I one has so. held up well. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. I have no idea what the answer is, and you might not know what the answer is either, Derek. Don't mind um, not. The, so, I'm sure the crack research team over there. <laughs> I don't think the crack research team is going to answer this either. So, you know, we talk about all these names of Tommy Sims and the Kennedy, Gordon Kennedy and all these guys. And it sounds like they're like a Nashville group to me. And then you get like the Oz Foxes and the Palacios and those guys. Are they an East Coast type of group? I think they might you? be West Coast. Like yeah, liaison, the Melby Brothers. I'm sorry, West are, Coast. That's what I meant. From oh, West, yeah. West Coast. From, uh, California. California. Okay, Southern yeah. California. So it's like the, when you, you kind of see that group work together a lot. Because yeah. right. like Palacios and Oz Fox are on this album and the Melby Brothers and all these guys. And they're kind of on this, uh, what was it? What was the uh, album or the label that they were on over there? Um, that does. Was, was that Forefront? No, it was uh, Frontline. Was it Frontline? Frontline. Frontline. Yeah, Frontline. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it seemed like Frontline was like a West Coast. They had their group of, of guys and gals, and then yeah. you, got the, you got the Nashville group has their guys and gals. Right. Does that sound right? Am that I sounds that right? right. Now, I want to say add to Frontline on the West Coast. I think Pachyderm at that time was a West Coast label. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. eventually, the Elefante brothers end up in Nashville, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at that time, I think Pachyderm was going out to cali yep so yeah um yeah i bet you're right Dan. Anyway. i bet i bet that's right yeah. so you had your you didn't obviously you didn't have to fly session musicians from nashville out there you just mm-hmm. use the whatever was right there yeah, yeah exactly yeah. okay yeah. now i know the guy i mean if you want to go beyond ccm i know the toto guys were out in la um so um dan huff after he left whiteheart went out to california and that's where he was in sessions for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he was working with everybody okay. out there. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. there's definitely kind of a Nashville, there's almost like groups of this group is like from Nashville, and they kind of stick together. Right. And there's other group yep. from the West Coast, and they kind of stick together. Right. Right. Yep. So you had all the guys, the former guys from Whiteheart, like uh, yeah, McHugh, McHugh. Tommy Sims, mm-hmm. David Huff, um, and then you had. Uh, Gordon Kennedy. Yeah, you had a bunch of those guys in Nashville, mm-hmm. so, as I remember. Good okay, album. so Good it's 84, album. number 84. Yeah, that's a rocker. Yeah. Okay, so uh, number 84 for me, and I feel I need to uh, do a disclaimer. I still, I still Is it like in bounds? Is it in bounds? bounds, so I'm, okay. I'm good. <laughs> the internet says 2006, but I'm sure it's 1995. That's right. I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> so I think I said at the beginning of this that um, I – Try to pick my favorite albums, ones I, I spent the most time with sure. over during this time span. Yep. Some of these listening back uh, don't hold up as well. Some do. Mm-hmm. This one to me, listening back, did not hold up as well. Uh, but it's 1986's Serious Fun from Billy Sprague. Okay, yeah. His second album. Yep. And it's a little more upbeat than his first one, but um, you know, it starts out with uh, with a British guy saying, "Hey, Billy, a bit louder than your last record," and then it kicks right into serious fun. So you're like, "All right, there you go. That's gonna be a fun album," and it is for the most part. Um, he also um, we talk about album covers. And I feel we have to spend some time on this album cover. Do you remember what it is? Oh, yes, yes, I do. Do you remember what it, what I am it was? Not Dan? as familiar with Billy Sprague. Oh, it's All right. got the color so, scheme from the '80s. It's got the color scheme from the '80s, and Billy's standing there, and he's got his arms out. I think he's got like a parrot in one. No, it's a uh, a, a, a flamingo. A flamingo. flamingo. That's right. Yeah, and he's standing like this, but 
you just see his head and his feet because it's a connect the numbers. You have to take the cassette jacket out mm -hmm. and trace the numbers mm -hmm. to get Billy what he looks like. To give him a torso. To give him a torso and to give him an outfit. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was very gimmicky. That is seriously fun. And then let's see on the back, uh, the the back cover was even better. It required listeners to complete a word search puzzle oh. in order to decipher the track listings. Wow. They so, were going to give it to you. You had to work for it. You had to work for it. And it, it wasn't just uh, yeah. sequence? Yeah. Sequence. Yeah. For sequence? C label for sequence. You couldn't yeah. see the label for sequence. You had to come <laughs> yep. up with the sequence. That's right. Too much work. Wow. But a lot of great players on it. Chris Eden, Chris Rodriguez, they contribute here. Uh, the highlights, Love Has No Eyes, A Heart Like Mine, Invisible Hand is a, is a really good song mm -hmm. off this album. Um, but Billy Sprague's Serious Fun. Yeah. Another 80s I know a album. lot of the individual songs in that album, but I didn't know the full album. Yeah, I didn't know that about the album at all. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah, interesting cover. Yeah. Now, um, what was the – I thought this was his first one. So what was the first one? Oh, boy. Oh, I can't uh, remember the name of it. Um, it on, crack Research Team. Crack Research Team. Is getting all over I'm it. good at throwing out but these little – What a way to go. Yeah, what oh, a way, yeah, to, what go. A way yeah, to go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So and then La Vie was after yep. this yes, one. Yes, La Vie was yeah. after yep. that. Nailed he it. was on Reunion, and yep. so when uh, they debuted uh, What a Way to Go, he went on tour and opened for Kathy Tricoli right. and Michael W. Smith. Mm -hmm. That was the, the triple bill there. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy, great live. Always yeah. a lot of fun. I, ooh, ooh, this oh, opens the door to, yeah. to, to, to say something that I did not know okay. until recently. So, you know, we have all these uh, music stations on the internet that play this music from this era. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different choices, you know, that they hit on some well and not others and that kind of thing. But I've recently been listening a lot to CCM Rewound on Live 365. Okay. And they had, they played this song coming from somewhere else. That's Billy Sprague. Gordon Kennedy, Wanker Patrick, and Phil Madeira. Oh yeah, album. Right. Huh. And I heard it, and it's from 2000. Right. So it's out but, of bounds. Yeah. So it's out of bounds. But I heard it, and I was like, "Whoa! I had never heard this before." And yeah. it sounds amazing. Same so way. That's wow. a Billy Sprague thing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a really cool sounded song. What was the album that he put out when he went to Benson and his fiance had died? Um, had heaven is a long Benson, hello. First between torn between two, two worlds. worlds yep. Torn between okay. two worlds. Yeah. I saw him on that tour. He came to the Dandelion in Wichita. Wow. And it was just him and an acoustic guitar, and he wow. could barely get through the show. Is that oh, right? He was Goodness, so yes. torn up about, well, sure. oh, about the death of his fiance. Now he's Yikes. gone on to remarry, or he's gone on to get married, and right. and that sort of thing. But boy, that was a really raw show. I remember that. Oh, yeah. It was was really. I. I can imagine. Got a whole new empathy for Billy at that point. So. And that's yeah. another guy that went from, you know, pop rock more to AC. Oh, very much. Yeah. Very much. And I think that's that was a good move for him. That was a kind I of a too. sweet spot yeah. move. Yeah. Totally. Um it you know, that's kind of the thing with Michael Card. It's like when he tries to rock, it's like yeah. No, good move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're very much in your in your zone where it's just you and an acoustic guitar, maybe a cello right. and a piano. Um, so yeah, that's great. Okay, um, number 84, is that what 84. we are? 84, mm -hmm. okay. This is from 1989, and it's a Bob Carlyle-fronted uh, outfit. We've got Long Way from Paradise by Allies. Yes. Oh. Uh, this is obviously going to be up higher on you guys' list. Higher my list. I yes. know. Right. Right. So, um, the deeper cuts are what honestly land this, uh, this album on my list. So, like, Long Way from Paradise, 
Take Me Back, Old Man Down, which again, I'd love to play for the Butterfly Kisses crowd. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so the sing- the reason this is further down for me is I listened back to this, because this is one initially I had a lot higher. So I was like, eh, I'm going to go back and listen to it. The singles are kind of burned to a crisp for me. Um, and, and again, I'm talking here, Trust in God, All Day, All Night, Devil is a Liar. They just, yeah. I'm just... Heard them, yeah. I've heard them yeah. too much, so yeah. um, that bumped it down for me uh, on my list. The other tracks, just crying in the chapel, just a lot of that stuff just didn't resonate for me. So honestly, um, I like, I love "Long Way from Paradise," "Take Me Back," and "Old Man Down." Um, of the burned to a crisp songs, probably "Trust in God" would be the other one that I mm-hmm. I played that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> on the out on yes. the station. Yes, <laughs> yes. This album pretty much got played on our station all the yes. time. Right. Um, so anyway, that's that's where I came down. Eighty uh, number eighty four for me. Uh, "Long Way from Paradise" by Oz. Nice, good album. All right, uh, on to this is confusing. We're talking about albums from the eighties, and we're in the number eighties. Yes, right. we're all in the eighties. <laughs> That's yeah. why I had to look over David and say, "Now where are we again?" Yeah, right. <laughs> number eighty-three. That's where we are. Yep. For me, uh, so now I get to do my first seventy-sevens album. Oh, so I like okay. I like the seventy-sevens a lot. Sticks and Stones from nineteen ninety. Uh, love that album. Mike Rowe, I think, does an amazing job uh, as the front man of this yeah. group. Um, MT, love where you come right out the bat with that. Nowhere Else is amazing. This is the way love is. I can listen to those over and over again. Uh, Perfect Blues, Don't This Way. The Lust of Flesh, The Eyes, and The Pride of Life uh, comes from this one, which is a big one for him. So uh, anyway, lots of good, lots of great songs in here that I can listen to over and over again. Yeah, I never got into them, not because I didn't like them. Yeah. I just didn't pick it up and listen. So it, should I do that, Dan? I think you should do that. It's okay. your homework. All right. I'm going to yes. add that to my list. Okay, I'll yes. do that too because yeah. I'm kind of with Dave. That their music never really I, – I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. So. They were definitely outside of the loop. Yeah, yeah Very outside the yeah. loop. Right. Um, but the, I'd say the first three on that for sure, I would say start with those okay. great songs. Okay. Good. Perfect. All right, number 83. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm lost. 83. 83. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Derek had uh, did the Allies album, and you said it went down a few notches. Mm-hmm. This album went up a few notches for me because there again I forgot how good it is, ah. and it's Heaven from BB and CC oh, from 1988. Oh, so good. Yes, that was way higher on my list. That's too. way higher on my <laughs> list. Too. But listening yeah. back to this, it, I was just blown away. I mean, I remember so being good. good, but it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Thomas, a uh, Keith Thomas masterpiece. He produced it. Yes, yeah. that's mm-hmm. such a magical combination there. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's you know you got R and B at its best here. Uh, great players: Tom Hemby, Gary Lund, Paul Lamb, Jimmy Lee Slos. Highlights: Heaven, of course. Played that a lot on uh, on our station. Whitney Houston, you can hear her singing a little bit there in the background. Yes. Celebrate new life. That's what song that I dare you to listen to. I dare you to listen to it and not get up. Okay. And yes. not move. Okay. Good so luck. Good. Stop yelling at me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Lost without you and uh, hold up the light. Another one they do with Whitney Houston. Yep. Um, but yeah, Heaven from 1988, BB and CC. So good. Hold up the light is so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. The song Meantime on here. Yes. Still just kind of, yeah. I, I get a little lump in my throat. BB's just so good on this song. And right. just, yeah, I just, I just wish more. People knew how good BB and CC are. They right. are just phenomenal. They really so, are. Yeah, they're just so good. And they're not 
husband and wife. No. Right. Brother and sister. Brother and sister. There you go. So. Okay, so we come to number 83, and mine is from 1986, and it's a repeat of one that Dan had. Oh. It's The River is Rising by Ray X. Foltz. Nice. Yep. Okay. So, nice. Um, I had on here that, um, so kind of when Steve Perry left Journey for the first time, you're kind of waiting for Street Talk to hit the hit the, hit the the record store, and we're like, I wonder if this is going to be any good without Neil Sean. I wonder if this is going to be any yeah. good. I wonder if right. Greg X. Foltz is going to be any good without Bob Hartman. Yeah. Right. And so he, it really was. Yeah, it yeah. really was, it was that true. good. Yeah, and we've gone through uh, the whole thing. Um, probably my favorite songs on here are the last two: "Hold On to the Fire" with Phil Kagi and Matthew Ward yeah. singing backgrounds on yeah. it. And then "Man Like You" is just such a great mm-hmm. song. It is. So um, Dan covered it beautifully. So I won't add too much more to it. Um, it this is the Steve Perry leaves Journey moment for CCM. Yep. Um, yeah. When when Greg X leaves, that's a hard transition for it, him though because. Unlike, I think, secular radio, uh, Christian radio really glommed on to names. Right. So when he left oh, Petra, yeah. it just that's a huge, I don't know what you call it, huge myth, mythos or whatever, or yeah. the, whatever, everything that goes with Petra yeah. it was huge. They were and the band. They were. Yeah. And yep. everyone was trying to catch up. Yeah. I mean, Whiteheart was trying to catch up to their popularity. Yeah. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but, and, and that voice... Yes. Yeah. That yeah. that was the voice of Petra. Yeah, it was. So. I mean, I think I, I think it, if it had been a different genre or not genre, but different. Um, I don't know if it's more secular. I think he probably would have even done better. Sure. But mm-hmm. I think Greg Svoll's just he sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh, on yes. his on his own. Yeah. I think he totally holds up. Oh, to yeah, everything. Sure. Yeah. But it's just getting away from that name. I think was right. just huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For him. So. Yeah, and picking up this album, I was I don't want to say shocked. I was surprised at how good it was, right? Yeah, because I was I was with you guys. I'm like, well, it's not Petra. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. It's kind of um, it. It's what almost kept me from liking Petra with John Schlitt for a long time because he was so good. Yeah. without yeah. him, it's kind yeah. of like, well, he, I always loved him and Petra, and he's right. still going strong. Yeah. And they've got they don't have Greg X Volts anymore, so I'm going to gravitate over to Team Greg X Volts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that's yeah. Um, all right, then uh, number eighty-two. I go to another rocker. Oh and I've boy, got Idol Cure, another oh. great oh, yes. group. I loved the self-titled album. Uh, no, this one's Second Avenue, oh, and this nice. one has the uh, song "Pray" on it. Uh huh. And we played it like crazy. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> think, did. Actually, I think I even drove the guy who did the rock show crazy by playing it so much. <laughs> so I don't. Think, I don't looking back, I'm like. Yeah, I think we played it too much. Yeah, <laughs> no more so idol cure. At least right. something else other than pray. Right. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, I'm not gonna play as a kid. Um, so no, so, idol cures, uh, Second Avenue, so good. Um, but yep, I'll just leave it there. Is that a Frontline album or Forefront? Yes, Frontline. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, kind of a rock, uh, rock label. They did. Yeah. Yep. All right, eighty-two for me. Uh, I didn't want to go out of bounds. Right. If I would have, I would have picked my favorite Servant album, which was Light Maneuvers, okay. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I went with another one that I liked back in the day, 1985's Swimming in a Human Ocean. Yeah. Servant, very interesting band. They were part of a, a church community. Uh, that community kind of vanished, and they were actually homeless for a little while. Uh, they were really into wow. ministry mm-hmm. and serving people. But uh, this album, uh, they, they took their rock sound and went up even a little bit further, and it became more of a new wave synth 80s sound to it. 
and uh, it's just a lot of fun to listen to. Again, I think this held up pretty well. If you really like that Eurythmics 80 synth pop style, right? Uh, produced by a great producer, Dave Perkins did this. Lynn Nichols also okay. produced it as well. Uh, some of the highlights for me, The Dance, Timeless Love, and A Million. So, Servant Swimming in a Human Ocean. Yeah, I, that that title always caught me when I'd see it in the bookstore. I was like, yeah. what an interesting title for an album. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, number 82 for me. I promise you guys will not have this artist anywhere on your top 100. So, uh, All right. Okay. Or I'll be very I surprised you. if you do. Uh, I'll be very too. surprised. So uh, number 82 for me comes from 1989, and it's the self-titled album by Al Denson. Oh, you're right. Um, I don't have any. I don't either. Um, of course, he came on to all of our radars through Dawson McAllister. Yep. So um, that's kind of where we all saw our first uh, Al Denson. You're right. And so um, this album had, I think, one hit right where you are. That was uh, a, an AC hit. Um, this is very much a prototypical Benson album of the time. Just very, very cut and dried and prepared for AC radio. Mm -hmm. But um, yep. the thing I love about this is there's some really nice deeper cuts on here. Faces and Names, which is a would be a great song for this cultural moment. Don't ever let me see just faces and names, you know, asking the Lord not to see faces and names. And then the song closes out very very quietly with a song called Peace Be Still. Really nice. Um, really, every song on this album is good. And if I had kind of like a a throwback AC CCM album with music from this time, This I'd have Al Denson all over it because that early stuff was really nice. Hmm. So 1989, uh, Al Denson's self-titled album. Nice. All right. All right. Then closing out, we got our last one of this group, number 81. So an artist that had been around a long time and had done a lot of records, Steve Camp. Mm -hmm. And the only Steve Camp album I have on here is Justice from 1988. I just think his whole album, I think it does an amazing job. Yep. I know love a lot of Steve Camp individual songs, right. but I just couldn't pick one album that I thought, yeah, this has a lot of great songs on it. So this one was it for me. Um, Justice, title track... I mean, it's got Ashley Cleveland, Marty McCall, Chris McHugh on the drums, mm -hmm. Phil Madeira, again, repeating a lot of those names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Don't Tell Them Jesus Loves Them. I still oh, hear that one and go, oh, one. so good. Living yeah. Dangerously in the Hands of God. Do You Feel Their Pain? Another amazing one. Uh, great backup singers on that one. Um, so, yeah, just love will, that will not let you go. I still listen to that one and tears come to, the, mm -hmm. <laughs> come to my eyes. It's yeah. just it's so good. Um, so yeah, just as a whole, love that album. Very good. That's excellent. All right. Last one for me, a number eighty-one from nineteen eighty-six. A very good year, by the way, for music. <laughs> uh, is Kathy Tricoli's "Images," produced okay. by Dan Harrell and Michael Blanton, her third album, and you really get a sense from this album that they were trying to cross her over. Didn't really succeed. They would do right. that later. Yes. Yes. Um, but, you know, Blanton and Harrell were very in, very much into crossing their artist over mm -hmm. to secular music. It's got a very, uh, I saw this uh, description. I thought it was right on. A club-ready dance album with values-themed lyrics. And that's kind of the vibe you get listening to it. Uh, fun album. Of course, her voice is fantastic. The soulful, deep mm -hmm. voice that Kathy has. Some highlights, Ready and Willing, Dream On, Don't Want to See You Down, and uh, Chance of a Lifetime. 
So uh, Kathy Tricoli. And it's not images. the Dream On. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. no, 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 no not no. the Greg X. Foles slash yeah. okay. uh, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, no. yeah. Okay. That's right. Was this a part of the Take Him With You uh, group thing yeah. that they did? Was she uh, one was, of the... Was this album part of that, or am I? do I have that wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. Don't think Russ so. was, Amy... Yeah. Smitty. Michael. Smitty, yes. Seems like there's... A, oh, um, Leslie Phillips. Leslie, Leslie Phillips. Leslie Phillips. Yes. And yep. Petra. And Petra. Yeah, Petra. That was the other yeah, one. Okay, yeah. so those were the Take Them With You. That's it, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't know the Take Them With You ad campaign, just look up CCM Take Them With You and you'll you can see all the various if you were If you had CCM Magazine coming to you every month, you'll remember it. So. What was the best one? I always liked the one of Russ because uh, he's that's like... My yes. fav- that was my favorite. Russ was so good. Yes, Russ. He was, was, he was like in a, in a school... In a school. And Next, had, the guy had a little, it was getting in yeah. his locker, right? And Russ had the guitar and, yes. the, and the suit from Metals and the one mullet to rule them and all. The mullet of <laughs> them all. <laughs> okay. So my number 81 comes from 1988. And again, this might be an artist that doesn't show up on any of your lists, but my number 81 is Prime Mover by Carrie Livgren, AD. Now, this. This is kind of a mess of an album in terms of where do you put it if you own the CD, which I do. Um, so do you put it in Carrie Livgren? Do you put it in AD? Right. Where yeah. do I put it? So, um, And this is really one of those rare times when I'll put an album in and I'll go, oh, it just sounds dated. Usually I can just put that out of my brain and it's fine. Right. Kind of like what you're talking about with Farrell and Farrell. It's like, yep. ah, it's, you know, so what? It was in the 80s. It's great. This is one that I have a real problem with, and the only reason for that is that Carrie's re-released this album twice, and he's updated it with modern instruments. So now I'm hearing the songs with a real bass player and a real drummer and a real string section, and so I'm hearing those versions and going, the 1988 version sounds really dated next to the redo. Um, the story behind this album is that Livgren owed Sparrow Records one more album, and he also had debts to pay from the 80 years that he needed to pay. So he did this album. Um, the band AD was no more. So Carrie Livgren, Warren Ham go into the studio, and there they make this album, Prime Mover. Um, it's heavy on drum machines. It's heavy on synthesizers. In fact, the only real instruments are Carrie Livgren's uh, electric guitar and then the harmonica and woodwinds from Warren Ham. Um, but Love Portrait 2, which is a redo of Kansas's song Portrait He Knew. Um, and Carrie originally wrote the original Kansas version about Albert Einstein. Here he updates it to be about Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um, Children of the Shadows, Wandering Spirit, I'll Follow You, great songs. And we played, because I remember it back in the days before it was Z91, so it was KZZD. Okay. We played one more song okay. from this album a lot. I would hear that song from this album a hmm. lot on the early days of KZZD. So okay. now it went out when we got past the 80s, yeah. but... I remember that song, and so that's my number 81, Prime Mover from 1988. Nice. All right. All right, so that lands out the 80s, 80s. Right. From the 80s, a little bit of the 90s, and maybe a 96 in there. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. That's for the courts to decide. Right. But, yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening and commenting and, and liking and that kind of thing. We got, what, Corey, Kevin, Stuart, Joy... James out there, Dave and Dave, another Dave. 
Callie. Wow, three days. All, yeah, all sorts Great of folks. Name. So uh, appreciate you guys uh, very much. And uh, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Sign off. Okay. We'll, next time we'll do uh, 80 through 71. All right. Coming to the end of another glorious podcast. Thank you so much and talk to you later. See you later. Talk to you next time.